The spiritual realm. Now that's something that's not talked about very often, and I'm going to do that today, right after our intro. Hello, and welcome to Alpha Insight Podcast, where I will be discussing real-world issues that need to be talked about. Here you will learn how to have a strong mind in a world of weak-minded people. I use not only experience and opinion to back up the topics discussed, but also statistics. I'm your host, Jamison Ryling, and this is the Alpha Insight Podcast. So to start this episode off, I just wanted to give you a fair warning. I do have a little bit of a throat nose congestion thing, so if my voice sounds a little wonky, that is why, because the season changed. Anyways, let's get into the episode of spiritual, the spiritual realm. So, I'm a Christian, and I believe what the Bible says fully, but I understand what the importance is of understanding the spiritual realm, and this is something that a lot of people you know, shrug off as crazy because it's just one of those things that sounds so crazy, but I have some personal experience with this, and I'm going to be telling you a story of my experience with the spiritual realm. So I would encourage you to listen to the end because this episode is going to be awesome. And it is going to be a bit hefty, but if you stick around, I I think you'll learn a lot from this one. You may be asking, what what is the spiritual realm? Like, what what does that even mean? Or maybe saying angels and demons aren't real, and, you know, that's... That's up to you to believe, but I at least encourage you to keep an open mind on this topic. Everyone has heard of demons, you know, through movies, TV shows, or whatever it may be, songs, or, you know, everybody's heard of demons. And it has been thrown around a lot, but everyone shrugs it off like it's it's fake or, you know, it's just a movie, it's just a song, like it's a universal truth that this stuff is not real. I think I've heard people say they live solely based on evidence and known truths. And if you think this way, you're you're thinking wrong to put it in the best way I could put it. If you're if you're living your life based on 100% guarantees, you're contradicting yourself in that statement alone. There's no guarantee that there's not someone behind you at this moment waiting to behind this behind you in this moment waiting to mug you or there's no guarantee that when you go to sleep someone won't break into your house no matter how many doors you lock. There's just no guarantee. But yet you sleep safely and comfortably and you trust that your home is going to be safe because you believe that it's going to be safe. You trust that it's going to be safe, right? There's no 100% guarantee that the earth is flat or round. There's no 100% guarantee that your boyfriend or girlfriend or spouse or whatever is not going to cheat on you. There's no guarantee that you're even going to wake up tomorrow. And yet we're... You make a statement saying, I only believe in what's real. I believe in 
facts and evidence. And you know what I have to say to you? One, you're contradicting yourself. And two, where are you getting your evidence? From a science book, a history book? How do you know that wasn't all made up? You don't. And this is me saying you trust something. You put belief into people, facts, and feelings because there's absolutely no 100% guarantee. So you put your trust and your belief into something or someone. You may also be thinking, why would I believe in the Bible? A book written who knows how long ago, by, written by several different people, how do we know someone didn't just make all this up? And I've heard this point, and we'd like to ask you, who do you follow? Do you follow science? If so, how do you know it's real? Did you physically see the evidence for yourself? Did you do the experiments? Did you even read into what the scientists were telling you? Or philosophers, or whatever you're believing, right? No, because we, we trust like, did you have a physical relationship with the scientist behind these theories? No, but you're trusting what their work is saying in a science book. And the same goes for the Bible. And I'm trusting what the Bible tells me because it's not only written, but God lives inside of everybody. And you know, that's a that's a whole topic to get into. But I'm just I wanted to say like what you believe in and why you believe it is a very important point for this episode. So you don't you didn't have a relationship with this philosopher or scientist, a physical relationship with this person, because it's a belief, because you trust and believe what they're saying is true. And that's where trust comes in. I know what I believe is real because I've experienced it and seen it in my own life. And so back to demons and the devil. First, you need to know that the devil's sole purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. The reason I'm bringing this topic up is because I want you to be aware at least. These spiritual powers will lie to you and destroy you if you let them. And most people let them because let me put it this way the enemy the devil is not going to give you a big chain and say here you go this is what i want to do i want to give you a lifelong addiction and make you divorce your wife or your husband I want you to lose your kids. I want you to lose your home. I want you to live on the streets. And I want you to be so miserable and no, have no way out of this addiction that I've given you. He's not going to say that because he knows you're smart. He knows I'm smart, you know. You wouldn't just say, oh, okay, that sounds great. No. What he does is he gives you an opportunity. He gives you a choice for something that sounds intriguing or something that sounds good. But he's not going to tell you his plan until it's too late because he wants you in the pits with him. So these spiritual powers will lie to you and destroy you if you let them. And a lot of people let them because they are tricked 
into it. And if you're not guarding your mind and protecting your mind and don't, like, you have to guard and protect your mind. And you have to be aware of this because if you're not aware of it, how are you going to say no? So, let's go into story time. I grew up in a Christian household. We went to church every Sunday. We went to Wednesday night church for the youth and all that. We went to the vacation Bible schools, everything. And I was a strong believer and follower until it all changed. So my sister, she kept getting sick. And it was like she'd gotten the flu, but once every month. Then once every couple weeks. Then once a week. Until it just got more and more frequent. And it was like it was timed on a calendar when she would get sick. So she got tested for several different things. And then one of them was leukemia. And we're like, what? Leukemia? That's insane. To which we were all surprised that had even been a concern. Tests came back and she was clean. We were relieved, but the doctor said, let's just do a couple more tests. And so they did. We were thinking maybe she just needs her tonsils removed or maybe she's allergic to something or but to our surprise we'd gotten the worst phone call that night we'd ever received your daughter has cancer a large tumor we found on her kidney we need her to come in tomorrow morning as soon as possible for surgery as the doctor was on the phone with my dad with my parents and so we were all just freaked out I was what 12 years old and I was like holy cow cancer this is insane so the next day or whenever her surgery was we were in the ICU and we met this other family and their daughter was in the ICU as well because she had another form of cancer and she just had surgery And they were a lovely family, amazing, amazing people. And, you know, going along on this cancer journey, which is terrible, I'd suggest you just um, not go through that, if that's ever a choice. (laughs) But it's a terrible journey, and along the way, I had gotten introduced to another little girl, And these two little girls that I had met, they were both my sister's age, who was my sister who had cancer. And I just, I grew so close to them emotionally. And I just grew so close to them. And I loved them and I prayed for them all the time. And my sister started getting better and these little girls just weren't. And so I I kept praying I kept praying and praying and praying for both of them to get healed because my sister was getting better and they were not and they were just getting worse and one of them passed away. The first one that I had met in the ICU on that traumatic day when my sister was getting her kidney removed. So they were supposed to just take her kidney or take the tumor off of her kidney but it was so big they had to remove her kidney and then the hope was to get it soon enough but when they cut her open they had realized that the tumor had ruptured 
and we're going to be in for a long road. And so this this road led me to these little girls, and I just, I just, I loved them so much, and that's something I don't, I don't know if they'll ever know. Maybe they do. And so when I was praying for them, one girl, the one that I had met when my family was in the ICU had passed away. And I was so angry with God. I was so angry. And I just, I couldn't understand how he could let that happen to somebody so innocent. Somebody who wasn't even eight years old, wasn't even, okay, like, was so young and so innocent, how could he let that happen? And so I kept praying for that other little girl, and I I had told God, I said, if you let anything happen to her, I'm done. I said, you better not let anything happen to her, or I'm walking away from our relationship. And time went on, and she just kept getting worse, and she passed away. One of her, one of the one things she really wanted to do was play in the snow. And so before she passed away, her parents had gotten a big like ice truck and they came and they just grinded down all the ice to make snow and cover their front yard. It was awesome. (laughs) I wish I could share the video. But after she passed away, I told God I was done. And you know what I did? I I was so sad, so angry, and so just I didn't know what to do. And so I I made a prayer to anything that would listen to me, to a demon. And then I actually, I ended up agreeing to sell my soul for happiness. I agreed to sell my soul so that I could be happy and I would never have to go through that again and this demon I could see it and I could hear it with my own eyes and my own ears it was like we were friends we were like best friends at the start they had told me you're never gonna be alone again and I'm gonna be here always and you don't have to worry about being sad anymore because I traded my depression and sadness for happiness. And let me get this straight. Happiness and joy are not the same thing. And the demon had opened up opportunities for me that I had never had before. I had access to new drugs. I had access to new things, new people. And I thought these things were going to make me happy. And they did. They made me happy. But I wasn't full of joy, and every time I was sober, I just, I hated myself. And I was so lonely and depressed, and I didn't know how to get out of it. And so this is where the arguing with these demons started. I I would yell at them because every time I would go into church, they would torment me. And they told me, they would like, you're not allowed to go into church. You're not allowed to even think about God. You're not allowed to do this. And every time I did, 
they would absolutely torment me. I'd be full of anxiety, full of depression. I'd be full of suicidal thoughts. And I, I just felt like there was no escape except for when I was on something. And so I'd kept, like one thing I noticed when this demon was, it would constantly bombard my mind and my thoughts, especially when I would go to church. Demons cannot kill a human. They can, however, make you believe what they want you to believe because I had given them access to my mind and to my soul. And so they could make me believe or feel whatever they wanted me to. And I was getting tired of feeling depressed and anxious and seeing no way out of this hole I was in. And so I would argue with them and I would yell at them and they would tell me and I would always go back to God and I would always say, you guys are, you're cast out in the name of Jesus. And I would cast them out and they would always get so furious and they would always tell me, we're going to come back even stronger though. And every time I was like, okay, you know what? Screw you. I don't care. We'll see about that. I'm stronger than you. Get out of here. And they would leave. And they would always come back. I would see them and talk to them. And these days everyone would write me off as crazy, a crazy person. And that's what I was considered. Just a crazy person. Why would any... Why would anybody believe that? And a friend, I was telling my friend this story recently, and they told me this Bible verse about casting demons out, and I just thought it was so insane. He said, bro, you got to check this out. Matthew 12, 43 to 45 says, When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places seeking rest, but finds none. Then it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house empty, swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits more evil than itself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. So so also will it be with this evil generation. And I was just like, there's no way he just told me that. That is insane. Because they would always tell me, we're just going to come back even worse. And we're going to torment you even worse. And it always happened. So one of the last encounters I had with these demons, I, I'm telling you this this story because... They told me what I wanted to hear. They gave me what I wanted to have or what I thought I wanted. But they kept telling me, we want you dead. We want you dead. And so this this is another story about, I actually have a scar on my arm from this. I was on a family vacation and I was in my room talking with my demons. And, you know, they are... Let me just tell you, they are beautiful, so beautiful, until you make them angry. And that's when they get so scary. But I was I was telling them I was tired of this because I kept looking for happiness and they kept giving me more ways to escape reality. And I was just getting more and more depressed and more sad and more anxious 
and I started arguing with them. I asked them, why me? Why won't you just let me go? And they said, because they know what my future is. They've seen the vision that I have seen. And God gave me a vision when I was young about what my future is. And they said, we cannot let that happen. And we want you dead. To which I got very angry with them. And then we just started going back and forth. Basically like, I was yelling at them, and they were yelling back at me and getting more and more scary. And I ended up going in, it was just crazy. I started telling them they're cast out, and and, and I started casting them out in Jesus' name. And they, they got so angry, and all of a sudden, I wasn't myself. It was like I just blacked out, and I, I, I walked into the kitchen And I felt like I had no control over my body and I didn't even know what was happening until I woke up. And I went into the kitchen and I grabbed a knife and I cut my arm open. And I remember waking up to the knife on my neck and it was like I was possessed. And I had no control over my body and it was like I just woke up with a knife on my throat and I was just so confused. I was like, what is going on? And I looked down and my arms just gushing with blood. And I had no idea what even happened. And so I'm telling you this because they made it seem like we were friends. They gave me all the fun toys I could even want. But at the end of the day, nothing was satisfying. And they just wanted me dead. And they would tell me that all the time. We're going to kill you. You are not allowed to live to see the future. And see, I think I woke up from that kind of possession because physically they cannot kill me, but they can torment my mind to the point where I want to kill myself. And I did. I did. I told this story because I wanted to show you they cannot physically kill you, but They had tormented me and tortured me for so long that I believed it for myself. And that that right there, that little snippet, I believed it for myself. That's very important. That's for another another topic. That's a whole topic of its own. But you have control over your mind, and you have control over what you believe is true. And I talk about this in another topic, how could you choose what you think about the most and what you believe? And this is true for everyone. But because my mind was weak and I had given them that power over me, they had almost made me believe I was going to die. No, I did think I was going to die. They told me a lot when I would talk with them that they wanted me dead and I would always get so angry and So would they. And so what they told me, this story is a big part of my past. And this is why I started the podcast. Because God told me to. Because I remembered that vision from when I was eight years old. And just recently I'd become a believer again and a follower again. And he told me, clear as day. Jameson, you need to start. And so I started this podcast, not knowing if this is 
the way to go, but I'm just hoping and believing that this is going to impact at least somebody. Many of you will not believe what I have said, and that is okay. But all this to say demons are real, and you let them into your life without things or with things through things you watch, things you listen to, and things you meditate on and allow yourself to believe. These spirits transfer to us because we open ourselves and our minds and souls for them to latch onto us. And a lot of times, a lot of the time, we don't even realize they're demons because they always look like our friend. Because why would they want to scare you away? If their ultimate goal is to take you down with them, why would they want to scare you away? They wouldn't. They would want to become your friend. And they want you to believe that you are best friends. And that could be through your sin, you know, your your struggles. But you have power over your mind that you don't even realize. You have the ability to completely change your narrative on life on everything, just with your mind. And this is something that few people even figure out. This this topic is hard to discuss because I cannot provide exact proof. But in life, there is no guarantee. There's just no 100%. No matter what you believe, but at least I told you, and at least I made you aware. I have a gift, something I've known for years, and I have the ability to feel others' emotions and feelings. But not only that, but I can feel demonic powers. I can feel when somebody is oppressed, and I can oftentimes see it in them. And this is this is hard to explain. This is this is hard to explain, but oftentimes I could be in I could be in a room full of people and feel just fine until one person walks in and I can feel their oppression, their depression, and sometimes sometimes I even think it's my own. Like sometimes all it takes is that person to walk in the room and I can just feel exactly what's going on behind the scenes. You may not believe this either, but I can read people very well. And I'm saying this because I want to make this known because... Whether you know it or not, I can feel what's going on around me. And if anything, I at least want you to be aware. There's places that are heavily oppressed, and I can feel it, and I know it, because I know that feeling of being oppressed, because I was. And so that's why I wanted to bring up this topic today, because there's so many people and places that are just oppressed but they don't even know that they're in chains. Everyone has their own gifts from God, whether you choose to see them or not, or even use them. But you have gifts, and this is one of mine. And my outlines I use for this podcast is not a gift, but it's hard work. (laughs) And I'm still working on getting better. But with all that said, I just, I made this topic to make you... I made this episode because I want you to be aware of what's going on around you, whether you believe it or not. And that's going to wrap up this week's episode. If you made it this far, I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. If you want to contact me, 
or get in touch with me, you can check out the Instagram at Alpha Insight Podcast. Other than that, I would appreciate a a review on whatever platform you're listening on. That would be amazing. And I hope this episode just made you think a little bit. I hope it just makes you think. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I will see you on the next episode.